Praise God. If you have your Bible, I want you to turn me to two different passages today. Exodus 25 and, and Matthew chapter 18. Again, I want to welcome everyone watching out there. I'm amazed how many people watch this program. I don't watch it. I really don't watch it. I, how many of you just you don't like to watch yourself or hear yourself? Anybody like that besides me? Yeah, I just it's like nails on a chalkboard to me. I don't want to see that. Let's see all the terrible things we do and say. And Anyway, but I'd like to start with something funny. And I want to talk to you. Actually, I want to answer a question today. Why church? Why go to church? Like, why go to church? And I want you to hear this. This is not because we have an attendance problem. Just look around here. I mean, we're in July. We probably have the highest attendance we've ever had. And actually, the best year we've ever had. Giving all, in every front, God is showing himself strong. Can somebody say praise the Lord here? Amen? Good to see you, Brian. Bless you, buddy. I was thinking about you the other day. I really was. I felt like the Holy Spirit brought them here, uh, you to my recollection, and here you are. So, bless you. But I'd like to start with something funny. And I heard about this man. He, he, you know, he didn't want to go to church. It was summertime or whatever reason. I'm not sure. And his wife came in. She said, get up. Time to go to church. He's like, I'm not going. I'll give you three reasons why. Number one, I don't like the building. <laughs> Doug's an engineer back there. He's, he gets what I'm saying. He said, I don't like the building. I never liked it. And he said, secondly, I don't like the people. And I'll tell you the other thing. He said, the people don't like me. And she said, oh, yeah, as all, you know, as all women have to do every once in a while. She said, let me tell you, let me give you three reasons, buddy, why you are going to get up, get dressed, and go to church. And she said, number one, I'm going to church. Secondly, the kids are going with me. And third, you're the pastor, and the people are expecting you to be there. <laughs> By the way, I've been to some churches like that, you know. I've been to some churches like that. This isn't one of them. I look forward uh, every week to Sunday. How about you? Amen. But, <laughs> praise God. But I'm not going to be long, but I just want to say to you today, uh, here's the number one reason. I'm going to give you three reasons why you should go to church. And you might say, well, wait a minute, I'm already here. No, no, no. The emphasis is on start going, okay? Here's the first one, and the most important reason of all, because God's presence is here. Amen. Now, I understand God is everywhere, if you're taking notes. He's, it's what's called omnipresent. He's in all places at all times. So there's the omnipresence, and then how many know that there's what's called the inner presence of God? Amen? We carry the living God inside of us, the Holy Spirit, the power of God, uh, inner presence. But what I'm referring to now in this first point is what we would call the manifest presence of the Lord, or here's what that word actually means, manifest, in the original, the made known presence. Everybody say made known. Yeah, the maid known, not like, I didn't ask if you have a maid. I told my wife last night, do you know I was on Angie's list, they actually have maid, you can hire a maid. They have maid service. How many think it'd be good to have a maid? All, all the women said. One time we had a, we had a, a well, we, we had several exchange students, but we had this one uh, Brazilian uh, girl, and she became our daughter, and we still stay connected after all these years. And uh, anyway, Tamara, and uh, she's an attorney in Sao Paulo, Brazil, gave her heart to Jesus in a Steve Hill meeting at my sister's church. But anyway, uh, she asked my wife one time through her Brazilian, she had a beautiful accent. She said, uh, do you have mage here? Meaning in the house, because in my country, we have mage, we have two mages that live with us. And Becky said, yeah, you're looking at her. <laughs> Praise God. So, but it says made, listen, made known presence. Manifest means made known in the original, okay? 
And I want to give you the scripture for that. And so God came to Moses, listen, and he talked to him specifically about how to build the church, the first tabernacle, okay? And incidentally, watch this, he said, what's in heaven, what you see in heaven needs to be on earth. Amen? You with me? You still follow me? So actually the first picture of the tabernacle is in heaven that Moses constructed on earth. And here's where we get one of the scriptures on that from. Exodus 25 and 8. And let them, that's the people, make me, that's God, a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. How many know God wants to dwell amongst his people? That's the manifest presence. Now look at verse 22, if you skip down, of Exodus 25. And there I will meet with you, and I will speak with you from above the mercy seat between the two cherubim, which are on the ark of the testimony about everything which I will give you in the commandment to the children of Israel. Something happens when we come together. Can you say amen? Something happens spiritual when God's people come together. In fact, Jesus in Matthew 18, that other scripture, is where Jesus said in the New Testament, for where two or three are gathered together, everybody say together, in my name, I am right there in the midst of them. That's his presence. Now, let me ask you a question. How many of you can remember a time when you felt the tangible presence, the anointing of the Holy Spirit when you came into, into the door? Yeah, amen. Can I tell you what? Wednesday night, Wednesday night, we had a Bible study and everything, and I felt like God, when I woke up in the morning, he just said two words to me, just pray. Just tell my people to seek my face and pray. And that's what we did Wednesday night. We sang a couple songs of worship, and we literally just went to a mode of prayer on our faces. Get on our face before God and seek the face of God. By the way, there's dozens of scriptures about seeking God's face. How many know if you seek God's face, his hand will surely follow? Can you say amen? Amen. And so God's presence is there. And, you know, I mean, it's, look, the presence of the Lord is everything to us. And, you know, you can have church and God's not there. I heard a, a man that went to a Lions Club meeting years ago. And he said, uh, Ron, many years ago, um, he was a great man of God. He said, I went to a Lions Club meeting. How many know what Lions Club? Right, okay, we have him in this area too. And he said, I went there and there was a guy meeting us at the door and he greeted us and gave us kind of like a little program. And then he said, then they actually, it was in the south, they opened in prayer. Then they actually sang hymns in the service, sang hymns in the service. I said, man, this sounds familiar, doesn't it? Sang some songs. And then the guy got up and he, he gave some announcements about what's going on next and some upcoming events. And then he, uh, he actually uh, shared about the vision of the Lions Club. And, and they even said, listen, at the end, if you want to join the Lions Club, just come forward and you can become a member of the Lions Club. And they actually closed in prayer. True story. And the man said, he said, when I left, they said, God, what's the difference between the church and the Lions Club? And God said, here's the difference. In my church, the lion shows up. Can you say amen? It's called the presence of the Lord. And so there's a lot of places that are churches, quote unquote, religious establishments, but the lion has never shown up. It's just a lion's club. It's where people come together and they sing and do certain things a certain time on the clock, but God's never had any part of it. And so we're all about the presence of the Lord. Can you say amen? amen. We're all about, and, and what happens is in the presence of the Lord, not only is there fullness of joy, as David said, and there's peace forevermore, a peace that passes all understanding. But I've seen people come into church, you know, my whole life, I've seen people, I've grown up, I've spent my entire life in church. 
And I, we've seen people like this one gal come in one time. She was in a rock band and she was living with a guy. And she just happened to come to a church. And, you know, no one invited her. She just came in. And she got gloriously saved and went home and she started packing her stuff and she told her boyfriend, her live-in boyfriend, she said, I'm moving out. And he said, what do you mean? Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean you're moving out? She said, I went to the church and I, I got saved, man. I, I gave my heart to Jesus. And he's like, what are you talking about? He goes, what about us? And she goes, what about us? She goes, hey, you know, my life is so different. I can't live with you. I know this is wrong. How many know? No one even said a word to her that it was wrong. That's what the presence of the Lord will do. And she said, I went to that church, and I want to tell you, this is what she said. You can feel God in the music. You can feel him in the music. Can you say amen? And this guy was a big, tall bass player, like a, like a, like a heavy, you know, heavy metal band. He said, well, man, I want to go and check this out. And so he came with her the next Sunday, and he said, I, he was a big guy. He came in there, and, you know, and he didn't even never even been inside of a church building before. And he used to stand there and he said, man, I, the, the, they started the, the music. I started feeling something. He goes, all of a sudden, I started getting all nauseous. And he said, I was looking at this woman in front of me. And I'm thinking, I'm going to throw up. He said, I'm going to throw up. It's going to go down the back of her blouse. It's going to be a mess. And he said, I, did, I was like oh, getting anxiety and anxious. And he said, I turned to her. Listen, she's a brand new baby Christian. Second week in church, second Sunday. He says, I turned to her and I said, I got to go out. I'm going, I get nauseous. I got to throw up. She said, shut up. That's demons. <laughs> Pretty good theology for a seven-day-old Christian, wouldn't you say? And so he just stayed there, and it lifted. And, uh, and, and so then the pastor, was, there was a visiting pastor, and he actually, you know, said, I want to get, he had a greeting. Like, we used to greet people in the American church before all this. Okay, now we just kind of wave and do elbow bumps or something. Anyway, anyway, I'm sorry. I'm not going to go there today. I don't have time. But he said they had a greeting, and then the, the, the pastor said, you know, if y'all visitors, uh, you know, uh, we love to meet you. And he meant like at the end of the service, a big church. And the guy, uh, so they had a greeting, and well, this guy came, he said, I'm going up there. Listen to this. He came up, he said, I knew I was a sinner. I knew I was in sin and that I needed a Savior. Amen. See, that's what the presence of the Lord was. So he walked up, and everybody's greeting each other, and the pastor's like, ah. Oh. And he said, I'm a visitor. And he said, I'm in sin and I need Jesus. And he said, well, hello. <laughs> Hi there. And, you know, that's like when they used to sit on the platform and all that stuff. But you see, what I'm trying to tell you, folks, is in the presence of the Lord, things cannot remain the same. And so why go to church? You know, especially in a day and age when people aren't committed anywhere. They're all over the place. You're half committed to half a dozen things. And so... You know, no sermon is preached, but when God is in a place, something happens. Can you say amen? amen? So we have God's presence. Here's the second point, very simple today. God's power is there. Say, God's power is there. Amen. Matthew 18, 19. Actually, the verse right before that, Jesus said, And again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father, which is in heaven. You see, when God's presence is there, his power will be there. Amen? And I just want to say, like, we, if we're not careful, can forget about the power of God that we possess as believers. It's called the forgotten power. Deuteronomy 32, 30, the Bible says, How should one chase a thousand and two put ten thousand to flight, except their rock had sold them and the Lord had shut them up? What does that mean? It's just hard for people to commit because they don't realize the power that can be available to them. Do you ever, how many of you ever forget anything? 
we just have a moment? One time a guy stood up and said, oh, praise the Lord, I want to give a testimony. And he was like, oh, God, it's just not the right time. Amen? Thank God we do video testimonies now. But the guy said, praise the Lord, I want to give a testimony. I was looking all over, and I was going to be late for work. The boss said, if I'm late one more time, he's going to fire me. And he said, I couldn't find my car keys. I, I opened up the cushion in the chair. I looked underneath the bed. I couldn't find them anyway. I checked on my jackets. I was going to be late. He said, I said, God, give me my car keys. I'm he said, I looked down there in my hand. Praise the Lord, I want to give God praise. <laughs> I wouldn't say that's a testimony. That's just kind of stupid, you know. But I forgot yesterday, a uh, Friday, you know, how many of you know that it's getting awful busy around here lately? Is it me or is it like New York City? I mean, my gosh, I went to pull out on the highway. It took me 25 minutes out there, you know. I, anyway, I thought I was going to have to call the police to direct traffic. I, I, I was just, I need to go to Home Depot. You know, I had a couple things I had to get. Friday's my Sabbath. And anyway, uh, I went to Home Depot, there was, it was like so many cars, and I came to every red light, and I just had a lot to do. So, you know, how many of you know you have those days, right? Busy and congested, and I was like, man, you know, we're going away, we're trying to get all this last minute stuff done, and so, you know, I pulled in the parking lot, and I went to get out, and I swung my legs over to the side of the track, and I'm like, I don't have my money clip on me. Did you ever do that? I was so aggravated. I, don't say, I know it's a white, uh, you know, what would you say, a first world problem, right? But it's, it's like, I just felt like, oh, God, I can't believe that. Now i got to run, go back home and then double back again. You ever have a little kind of inconvenience? And the truth was, I got home, and I couldn't find my money clip. And then I got back in the truck. You know where it was? It dawned on me the night before. We were playing a game of baseball over here, softball under the lights. And uh, I left it in my armrest in my truck. You ever do that, Joe? And so the whole moral of that story is the whole point, loved ones, is that we have the power of God. I had the purchasing power on me, and I forgot that it was with me. That's what God showed me, the revelation he gave me through that. So you have the power of God with you, sir, but you've got to activate that. And God's presence is here. His power is here. And here's the last point. He works through his people. I said he works through his people. But we're living in a day and age when people don't go to church anymore. Thank God it's not the story here for most of us. Amen? And so, like, today we got what I would like to call butterfly Christians. <laughs> they just kind of float around. They just kind of, like, float around, you know? Or they're like butterflies and others. Some of them are like bullfrog Christians. You know what bullfrogs are? They land on a lily pad until somebody touches them, and then they hop off and land on another lily pad. Can you say Amen. Oh, that's, that's worth the price of admission right there. That's, that was for free. So people have a hard time, for some reason, committing to a house of God. How many know that this is the house of God? And I want to say to somebody here today, that's it. Go ahead. If you're going to give God praise, give him praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Whew. Jesus, it's hot in here. Maybe they didn't pay the air condition bill. I don't know. I don't know what they did back there. Amen. Praise God. But I want to give you a verse. I want to say this. You need to be planted somewhere. You need to the old, here's the old word, grounded, to have a root system. Because when the storms of life, the wind storms of life blow, if you're not grounded, how many know you'll get swept out to sea with every wind of doctrine like James talks about over in the New Testament? Psalm 92 and 13, if you're taking notes, put it up on the screen. Psalm chapter 92 and verse 13. I'm doing all new King James Version today. Those who are planted, notice not just attend. Those who are 
Two of us got it. Those who are? Those who are? Yeah. Not just attending, in other words. In the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Can you say amen? Look at the next verse. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. Amen? Let me tell you something, folks. That verse only works for people who are planted, not people who hop around. That verse only works for people who are planted in a, a house of God. Not hop all over the place. Like a bullfrog or a butterfly. Amen? And so God's people are here. I want to tell this, say this to you. You need God's people. Amen? I need God's people. Amen. Praise God. So God's presence, his power flows through his people. Yeah, I've heard some people say, it's just me and God, that's all I need. Well, there's a problem with that. First of all, that is uh, grammatically, that's incorrect. If you're going to say it, you say God and I. (laughs) I know it's a Josh Turner song, me and God. I know it, and I love Josh Turner, but it's not correct. You actually were wired for fellowship, created for koinonia. What is koinonia? It's deep, intimate relationships. And there's so many verses. I'll just give you a couple here. You know, See, I don't think we realize how blessed we are to be called the children of God. Amen. Amen? Amen? Think about that. Children of God. Now, we're not from Israel, except Hannah is on the front row here. But we were grafted in as God's chosen people. Let me give you a couple of scriptures. Write these down. Ephesians chapter, this is found in Ephesians 2, about the ingrafted work of God through the, the atonement, okay? Ephesians 2, Ephesians chapter 3, Romans 11. There's many more, but I'll just give you, and let me just read this one here in Peter. Peter chapter 2 and verse 10, it says, who once were not a people, but now are the people of God. What is he doing there? So now Paul's going to, we're going to see Hosea Uh, Peter's actually quoting Hosea, minor prophet, Hosea 2 and 23. Listen, I will say to them which were not my people, they were not my people, God said, originally, okay? Thou art my people. Aren't you thankful for that verse? God says, you belong to me, and I belong to you. Amen? That's how family works. They shall say, thou art my God. Romans 9.25, now here's Paul quoting Hosea again. Peter did it, now here's Paul saying it in Romans 9.25. As he says also in Hosea, he says like this, I will call them my people who are not my people and her beloved who is not my beloved. Why do we need God's people? Well, 1 Corinthians 14.26, one reason is so we'll have order in church meetings. How many know where there's no order, there's chaos? They want to defund the police. How's that working for you out there? That's just a quick example of that. But listen to this, 1 Corinthians 14, 26. How is it then, brethren, whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all things be done for what? Edification. Edifico in the Greek. What does it mean? It means building up. Here's what you need. You need to be built up in faith. I need to be built up. Amen? You need me. I need you. We're better together. No man is an island. There's no lone rangers in the kingdom of God. Can you say amen? Amen. And so this is what he's saying, you know. 
He's saying this. He's saying that we come together. And listen, we come together, and you may have a revelation on the Scripture that you share with me, and it's exactly what I needed in due season. You ever have that happen to you? The exact word that you needed to hear because somebody was praying and you come together. If you don't come together, you're not going to receive that word. Now, I understand it's summer, and, I, and this is not, believe me, this is not a, a correct the attendance mode. Again, look around this room. This is not that. I'm answering a simple question biblically. Why go to a single church? Why be committed to a church and not just hop around? And, you know, I meet people. We have, a, we have special events. We'll have an event with Joshua, and people will come from all over the place. And we love that. Those are, those are like community events, okay? And we'll ask people, where are you from? And some people say, oh, I go to, you know, Hamlin, or I go to Parker Hill, or I go to First Baptist, or wh wherever it is, you know. And we'll say, man, nice to have you with us. So they'll come to maybe a production we do or something. Nothing wrong with that, okay? But when I meet people, and every once in a while, I meet people who say, well, we just go to all the churches. We just take a little from each church. Well, there's a problem with that. That's, th that's biblically incorrect. That's totally in opposition to God's will for your life. Some people have a restaurant mentality of church. They say, well, you know, what are you in the mood for today? Chinese, <laughs> Italian, German food, you know, where, where are we going to go? Listen, folks, you cannot be planted and you can't be rooted and grounded when you're bouncing all over the place. Well, I go over here because I like to have this certain kind of ministry. Listen, when I was a kid, can, can I just talk this a minute? Gary, when I was a kid, we went to church Sunday morning. So Y'all want to help me out with this? Sunday night and Wednesday night. And that was, and, and if we had visitation, right, Rosanna, it was like Tuesday night. And they had men's breakfast on Saturday morning. I mean, we just like lived in the church. And I'm not advocating that you need to do that all the time, but I am saying that if you only go to church once in a while, you're going to become very weak in your faith. And, and a church is not just sitting around with a pair of stretchy pants on and the word wielding a Bible with, you know, three or four of your buddies and, and saying that's a church. Let me tell you, if you're doing that for seven or eight years, you're not in a church. You're in a, you're in a lion's club. Can you say amen? Ooh, that's some... You got to chew on that one this morning a little bit. <laughs> Amen? So again, let me ask you this quick. Have you ever seen signal trumpets? Signal trumpets are in the Word. Let me show you this quick before we're done. Numbers 31. Talking about God's people assembling now. Let me show you from Numbers 31, and then, then I'll just go back to Numbers 10 earlier to show you where this all came from. Okay, here it is, here it is. Numbers 31 and 6. And Moses sent them to war a thousand of every tribe, them to the Phinehas and the son of Eleazar, the priest, to the war with the holy instruments, watch this, and the trumpets to blow in his hand, okay? Now, if you go back to Numbers 10, I don't know if you got Numbers 10, 1 up there, this will help them understand where to hook these two together. Um, look at this. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, make two silver trumpets for yourself. You shall make them of hammer work, you shall use them. Listen to this now, folks, about assembling. For calling the congregation and directing the movement of the camps. 
When you go to war in the land against your enemy who oppresses you, then you shall sound the alarm with trumpets, there's that word again, and you will be remembered before the Lord your God and you will be saved from your enemies. So when you come together, it's for edification, it's for direction, and it's for protection. That's a whole sermon in itself right there. It's for edification, it's for direction, and it's for protection. Can you say amen? Amen. And so, you know who the wolf catches? The wolf being Satan. Those are out on the fringe somewhere. How many know we are sheep? And the Bible said that all we like sheep go astray, have gone astray, right? And so, those sheep, if you think about it, any farmers in the house? Uh, I didn't think so. We are in Scranton. Okay. Um, <laughs> which used to be a farm. Slocum Hollow was actually, you know, the original name of Scranton. But... What do people, where does the wolf attack the sheep that are out on the fringe somewhere? On the fray is another word for that, okay? So if I were you, and I'm not, maybe I'm talking to somebody watching online, I don't know. I would do like this. When it comes to church on Sunday, excuse me, 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 and I'd get in the middle of the pack. Are you seeing it? Thank you. You still with me? There's protection in God's people, in his presence and in his power. You see, there's a difference between, and I'll, I'll close with this, there's a difference between gathering and assembling. Why do they call this the assembly of God? You ever been asked that question? What does that mean? Does God assemble? <laughs> no, we do. Under his name. Listen, big difference, loved ones, between assembling and gathering. Well, we just gather together. You know, we, get, we gather together. Let me tell you something, folks. Uh, how can I explain this to you? If I got a new truck, and I said, I want you to come over to my house. I got a new, brand new truck. I want you to see this. Don't get nervous. I didn't buy a new truck. But if I had a brand new truck, mine's, mine's eight years old. It's got 100,000 miles on it. And people ask me all the time, how do you keep it so clean? It's called soap and water. Somebody ought to take that advice. You know, I see some of your cars out there. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Take an hour on a Saturday. If you don't have the time, drive through the car wash. A buddy of mine owns the one right down here where I live, okay? He's a good guy. Him and his brothers, Danny's Auto Spa. A little plug there. You're welcome, Chris. By the way, it's Delphine Coleman's 92nd birthday today. Oh, my goodness. I called her yesterday... And it kept ringing and ringing. I said to my wife, she's on the phone. And we were driving up by the lake, and, and I had it on the speaker. So finally, it got their answer machine. It rings like a million times. They don't want an answer machine. And I said, Delphine, this is Pastor Terry. I love you. And I just called to say, I love you. And I mean it from, where's my sunglasses? The bottom of my heart. Some of you will get that later. Actually, I didn't do that. I just, and I do do that sometimes. Don't I, hun? I'll just call people and say, I just called and say, do it. Amen. That's edification. Amen. Hence the point, okay? God's people. So I called her up and I said, uh, I just want to wish you a happy birthday. You know, we love you so much. 92nd birthday. And then I said, happy birthday to you. 
Happy birthday to you if you're watching today. Happy birthday, dear. God bless you, Delphine. Happy birthday to you. Amen. Amen. That's edification, right? It's building up. Now, don't get mad if it's your birthday. Wait till you're 92, I'll call you, okay? <laughs> Always somebody gets mad. Anyway, you know, then I found out today I was the wrong number. <laughs> and I'm, my daughter-in-law is always trying to straighten me out. Folks, I've been being controlled by women my whole life. I, I don't know what else to say. Everywhere I go, they're always trying to correct me. But there's a... <laughs> There's a difference between being gathering and assembling. If I bought a new truck and I invited you over, I said, I want you to see my truck, man. It's so cool. And we walked out in the garage, Ron, and you walked out in the garage, and Joe, the four wheels were in the corner, and the windshield was over there, and the transmission was over there, and the, and the, you know, the engine was over here, and the interior was ripped out. It was up there on the shelf. You'd look at that and say, what in the world? And I said, I told you I got a new truck in the garage. Yeah, but you ain't going anywhere. It's called vision. It's called vision. A lot of people gather, but they're not assembled. <laughs> you still with me? So much more in here. Revelation. So... It's not, it has to be assembled for it to work. Kind of to give you one more. Bricks, you know, there's a lot of bricks in this building. Honesdale Church, my gosh, beautiful brickwork in that church. It's stunning. I was in the, I was in the law group, Barnett, the Christian law group, next door. And uh, we went over there for the code this week because I forgot it. I got a different phone. And um, I asked the guy, I said, can I have the code? He was, he was a lawyer. They said, oh, he'll be right down. I said, look at this building. I took my son in there, and Nathan was there with the video camera, right? Wasn't it unbelievable? Like the, the architectural, like, I mean, it's stained glass. This is in like a law office. It was the former Presbyterian, like, Sunday school something, something, multi-purpose building. They didn't use metal back then. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it, was, it was so gorgeous. Big old conference room with, like, mahogany everywhere, you know, and just this inlay, right, Gary? And, uh, and the attorney's son came down, and nice guy, his name was like, he goes, hey, I know who you are, we said, even with a mask. He was pretty good, right? I said, uh, you know, out of respect, okay. He, sa he said, I know who you are. I watch you guys every morning at 5 a.m. He said, I go to Parker Hill, but I watch you guys on, you know, on TV. And so he came over, let us in, gave us the code. We put it in our phone. Now we got the code. You want to see the church? Call my son, Tyler. <laughs> anyway, sorry. He's up there. And we went in to the church, and we saw... Chris, uh, Kristen, you guys, I mean, it's a beautiful building. The brick, how long? It was built in 1821. It must have taken to put those bricks. So here's the thing about bricks. Bricks have worth, I don't know what they cost, two, $2 a piece maybe, something like that. How many know they're beautiful by themselves, right? But do you know when you put them together, you have a wall? And when you put them together, you have a house of God. Amen. House where people can assemble and experience the presence, the power, and the people of God. Can you say amen? amen? I'm here to tell you today. You say, well, you know what? Well, that's, that's really nice that you share those little stories, but do you have a scripture for that? 
because you use a lot of Old Testament. You have any New Testament scriptures for that? <laughs> Maybe I'll just give you another example without giving you a scripture. Would, you, would that be okay? Uh, how about snowflakes? Snowflakes by themselves, they're beautiful if you look at them up close, but they can't really do any damage. If you put a foot of them together out here on Route 6, you'll stop traffic. <laughs> Assembling. Here's the last scripture, Hebrews 10.25, like you've never seen it before. Are you ready? And not forsaking. Talking about why go to church, why be plugged in, why be connected, why be committed to a church. And not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Listen, as the manner of some, meaning that there's some that have decided not to be committed, not to be connected. So I don't need any old church. I just, I just watch it on my phone. I watch Pastor Jensen on Monday, and I watch Robert Morris on Tuesday, and I watch it. I get a little bit of worship from, you know, Saddleback, wherever. Listen, folks, I understand if you're away on vacation or something like that, by all means, watch the, the live stream or whatever. Nothing wrong with that. But if you can be here, the Bible says you need to be here. Can you say amen? amen? Not forsaking the assembling, there's that word, of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another as so much more, listen, as so much the more as you see the day of the Lord fastly approaching. How many believe the returning of the Lord is fastly approaching? Amen? Praise God. I want to ask you to bow your heads. Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed that message. And if you did, take a photo of yourself listening and tag us on social media at Peckville Assembly of God. We'll see you next time. And remember, we love you, God loves you, and may God's richest blessing be yours.